Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one. Okay, this is a emergency podcast from your emergency podcasting. I don't know. Broadcast system. Broadcast system. There you go. <laughs> so, um, listen, guys, this is not a normal podcast. What there was a uh, news story that just came up that you need to know about now. So. We literally grabbed our mics, and if Zoe walks into our office and she oh. starts making noise, it's because Nana's on a walk right now and can't babysit Zoe, and if you hear dogs barking, that's just the way it happens. We're figuring we'll sacrifice a little quality to get you guys this news. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's an article that just came up on CNBC. It's going to be everywhere, and I'll read the headline, and then Julie and sure. I are going to, go, we're going to go through it. I'll read the headline, Jules, and then we're going to go through it, and we're going to parse it out for you guys. It's incredibly important. You pay attention. You listen, okay? Federal Reserve unveils details of 2.3 trillion in programs to help support the economy. These are new. This is in addition to the 2.2 you've already heard about, which was actually 6.2. Now they're throwing another 2.3 at it. Now let's, again, we can talk about monetary policy and nerd out on, you know, the return to the gold standard and hyperinflation and all that. It doesn't matter. That'll be a conversation we'll have probably six months from now. But for now, this is what you need to be paying attention to because some of these programs are going to be uh, a life changer for a lot of you. And um, I know I'm speaking to small business owners um, and small business owners who are primarily in the real estate business, but a lot of small business owners who own, aren't. So listen up and Julie, hit the points. Yes. Okay. So this is, <clears throat> excuse me, the result of an early report this morning of an additional 6.6 million new jobless claims filed last week. Remember, that's in addition to the week before. I read an article this morning, Tim, that said that it's expected to be at 15% unemployment by the end of this month. Okay, among the Fed's measures were details regarding its Main Street business lending program and several other initiatives it's undertaking to backstop the economy. Central Bank also provided more detail on its interventions, including plans to buy corporate bonds, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so under provisions outlined for this first time, the loans would be geared towards businesses with up to 10,000 employees and less than $2.5 billion in revenues. For 2019, principal and interest payments would be deferred for a year. Let's see. Um, The Fed Fed said the programs would total up to $2.3 trillion and include the payroll protection program and other measures aimed at getting money to small businesses and bolstering municipal finances with a $500 billion lending program. So here's what matters. This money is available not just to businesses, but they're actually now bailing out cities. This is the municipal uh, lending program. That's what that means. They're actually going to start giving money to cities. Uh, and then he goes on to say, our country's highest priority must be to address the public health crisis, providing care in, uh, for the ill and limiting the further spread of the virus, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said in a statement. The Fed's role is to provide as much relief and stability and we can during that. You guys get the gist of it. So what they're realizing, what obviously is, I mean, doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure this out at this point. Which, by the way, you know, we actually have an actual brain surgeon that we, we might have that we might have on the podcast. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, the guy who runs HUD. You guys might remember him. He ran for president. An actual brain surgeon. We're working that's on getting cool. him booked. Um, so, uh, Julie, you want to go on to the next point? Money for business and government. Yes, money. For, okay, so just while we were talking about the payroll protection program, that has to be applied for by June thirtieth. So, don't say we didn't warn you about that one. 
We've been talking about that one. Okay, money for business and government. The main street loans would be a minimum of $1 million and a maximum of either $25 million or an amount that, quote, when added to the eligible borrower's existing outstanding and committed but undrawn debt does not exceed four times the eligible borrower's 2019 earnings before interest taxes depreciation. I actually understand that. Yes. No, I do. That's quite a sentence. Yes, let's let's go through that bit by bit. I'll translate it. So what they're saying basically is, and I'm not sure if they mean debt as in a whole or debt as in terms of what they already owe to say- It says undrawn debt. Right. So So if an undrawn debt is simply, if you look at, like if you have a $100,000 credit line or a $10,000 credit line, and you've borrowed a thousand dollars, so you owe you know basically you you only owe a thousand on your ten thousand line. That's your undrawn debt. So in essence, that's what they're looking at. Now I'm not sure if they're taking into consideration all debt or just debt owed to the FDIC through one of the existing programs. I'll suggest with a high level of certainty, it's just money owed to FDIC. Um, through existing programs. I almost guarantee you that's what it is. As Julie reads on, you'll know why I think that. Go ahead, Jules. The federal purchase up to $600 billion in loans. Terms would see interest rate equal to the Fed's secure overnight financing rate, which is currently 0.01%, plus 250 to 400 basis points with a four-year maturity. A special purpose vehicle that the Fed created jointly with the Treasury Department will purchase 95% of the loan while financing the institution while the financing institution would hold the other 5%. So stop yeah. there. So what they're saying basically is your local lender and almost every FDIC insured lender, which is virtually every lender in the United States, um, is going to be qualified to do these loans. What they're not talking about, and Julie and I got access to this information because uh, someone from our bank sent it to us, is that the commissions that the government is paying for FDIC loans is actually pretty, pretty amazing. So if you're in the lending business and you can loan, do FDIC insured, or you can do these SBA loans, you ought to seriously consider doing them. Um, so the uh, moral of the story here is the banks are all supposedly going to have the ability to do SBA loans, but we have found out, some of you have found out, they're not all doing SBA loans, or if they're claiming to do them, they're not doing them at a high level of efficiency. So on our um, eight, our Ultimate Agent Survival Guide, we have included all the lenders that we know are doing in the United States that are doing SBA loans, um, not just the ones claiming to do them, the ones that are actually doing them. And we also have all the paperwork that you need to apply for SBA loans. And the one that Julie mentioned that runs out on the end of June is called the uh, Paycheck Protection Program, the PPP. Yep. You absolutely positively, every single agent and small business owner need to apply for that immediately. The program evidently is set to uh, end on the end of June, but realistically, it'll end sooner because they're going to run out of the $350 billion. Now, with that said... Um, it appears that they're going to continue that program um, and we're going to obviously continue to explore this to find out if it's actually going to have more money thrown at it in addition to the $350 billion and whether they're going to extend the filing dates. But as of tomorrow, anybody who is um, 1099, uh, basically if you're uh, self-employed, you're not running your uh, your money through a corporation or anything, just strict, straight up 1099. Gig workers, most agents, the whole thing, you can apply for all these PPP programs as well. And by the way, you can also apply for unemployment insurance. If you guys want to hear about all this stuff, all you have to do is text the word survival to 31996. Text the word survival to 31996. That's our free coaching program. Get a hold of all the information. Julie and I are not posting this on our main website, timandjulieharris.com. We're only posting stories, but the actual drill down contracts, forms, 
procedures, rules, and all the little, you know, essentially the inside ball to get at the front of the line, all those things we're putting behind the free website or in the free coaching program, rather. So just text the word survival to 31996, 31996, text the word survival. Julie? Yes. And there have been a handful of you guys that are listening and some of our coaching clients that uh, are independent contractors, 1099s that were, uh, you guys applied two days ago, you were denied. The reason was because you are not allowed to apply until tomorrow, the 10th. So if that's you, and I know there's a few of you because you've been emailing us and Facebooking us, then apply tomorrow. That's what they said the date for 1099. Since we're drilling down on that ever so slightly, Mm -hmm. you guys want to apply for the PPP program. Yes. Not the disaster relief fund program. The Disaster Relief Fund program, most of you won't qualify for. It requires a lot of uh, paperwork and real loan underlining. Uh, underwriting. The PPP program has no recourse. The PPP is not dependent on your credit. The other programs are. So if you guys have you know sketchy credit or income or whatever, in other words, you're basically a typical real estate agent, you're not going to qualify right. for anything other than the PPP. And if you tried to do the disaster loan that was in existence before the PPP and you got denied, that does not mean that they'll deny you on the PPP. So Correct. don't give up. You can also do the unemployment uh, in addition to the PPP. So it's not one or the Which other. Which all of you should be doing. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that one in a different podcast. Yep. Uh, okay, so when, let's finish reading this. <clears throat> okay, so let's see. A special purpose vehicle for the Fed created yes. jointly at the Treasury Department will purchase up to 95% of the loans while financing institutions will hold the other 5%. Okay, so that's where we left off. Um, you can read the rest, Jules. In addition to the Main Street program aimed at mid-sized companies, the Fed also announced a move to, quote, bolster the effectiveness of the payroll protection program by providing term finance to institutions lending through the PPP. Now that's important because some of the banks were not pulling the trigger fast enough because they weren't sure if they were going to have the financing from uh, to support the program for them. Now they're expanding that. While the Fed already has entered the municipal bond market, the latest steps establish a new mun- municipal liquidity facility that will offer up to $500 billion in lending to states and municipalities. The Treasury will provide a $35 billion, back- billion dollar backstop to the program to guard against potential losses. The central bank also said that it will expand three existing credit facilities aimed at increasing credit to households and businesses. The new effort will target $850 billion through three facilities, a move backed by $85 billion in protection from the Treasury. The Fed also expanded the type of collateral it will accept through one of the programs known as the Term Asset Backed Loan Facility. So on Bloomberg, the same story, Fed to buy junk bonds, CLOs, lend to states, and new stimulus. And as Julie was saying, probably the biggest trigger for them to do this, and they're going to continue to pump all kinds of torrid amounts of trillions of dollars into the economy, are the jobless claims. And um, now let's loop this back into housing. Actually, let's not even talk about housing. Let's just talk about what you all need to be doing. And I'm shocked that so far, actually, it's kind of haunting me that we're not doing a better job of essentially motivating all of you guys to take advantage of these the programs that we've been telling you about the ultimate agent survival guide is broken into three parts the first part is called personal the second part is called protect and the third part is called profit in order for you guys to make it to protect and profit you're going to need to take care of your personal finances first all of these programs so what happens is you guys are hearing us say this 
and then you're uh, not going to the website, you're not downloading everything, you're not doing exactly what we're telling you to do, and then you're not going to take advantage of these programs and they're going to go away in six months from now, you're going to be broke. I mean, how about that between the shop between the eyes? Because that's the reality of it. And if you're believing anybody that tells you there's going to be a V-shaped recovery and the economy is just going to magically come back and, you know, unicorns are going to be pooping. I don't know. What are unicorns? Rainbows. Poop? Rainbows. Okay. It's unicorns sparkles. poop. If you think that's going to happen again anytime soon, you are, you are stone cold wrong. We're going to be in a housing crash. A housing crash that's going to make the housing crash that most, well, hardly any of you, but some of us live through, it's going to make it seem like child's play. Why? Because of unemployment. And now we're hearing stories, and we're going to talk about this more in our normal podcast, that the mortgage markets are starting to freeze up. We're going to talk about that as well. But here's the, the takeaway from this special breaking news podcast, and then Julie and I have to get back to normal life. Um the bottom line, guys, is don't worry about what direction the market is going. Don't think that this is bad news and that somehow that means that you're going to be living in a box underneath a cave. And what's underneath a cave? Where would they, if they were living in a box underneath a cave? What did I just say? <laughs> no, I think you need a nap. <laughs> yeah, I know I need, no, I just got up. So if they're if they're leaving, okay, you guys get the point. It, no matter yeah. what direction the market's going, you guys will still be able to help people and make money. And honestly, does not matter. But you have to help yourself first. You guys, That's right. you know, we know that you you start to do weird things when you're personally financially freaking out. Everybody does. You know, you you do things like you don't pre-qualify your buyers and sellers. You'll work with anybody. You know, you start being late for appointments. You're, you're freaking out. So all of our work over the past two or three weeks here has Since been birthday, to protect lady. you. Yes, I know. It's, a bit, it's been I, longer than that. I you saw know a that? sweatshirt I have to get that said, uh, coronavirus ruined my birthday 2020. <laughs> yeah, well, so there you go. I get a do-over, by the no, way. No, Jules, it's been, it, the coronavirus started on your birthday, which was March, I know. March 12th. I get an extra, right. extra when, yeah, when, I'm getting when, a do-over. When you turned 39 for the... 10th time. Or we could say 29 <laughs> for the 20th time, if you'd like. That'll work. <laughs> I'm counting on uh, the fact that agents don't do math except for three percent. But do you realize no two and a half <laughs> percent a half. now? Yeah, do you really realize now that it's been almost exactly a month? I know. Okay. I mean, somebody said that uh, you know when we turned back the clocks for daylight savings time, we didn't realize we were turning it into the twilight zone. That's right. <laughs> so you know, I'm going to get a T-shirt that says, "I want my 2019 back." Yeah, exactly. Oh, good. Who thought we'd ever say that? Yeah, you know, here I saw oh, somebody yeah. else. I saw somebody else. I actually was on our uh, private members only Facebook page talking about their dream boards for 2020. It's like, yeah. what? 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 <laughs> Didn't look like this. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I was thinking, I was reading this article thinking, you know, all, we're we're trying to keep these guys up to speed on all these new programs and how you go about it and what the deadlines are and what the qualifications are. It seems kind of odd that the government is able to move this fast with so many programs, you know? It's like, okay, we know you guys can do it. Well... Okay, so you're I, again. I don't want to anyway. advance because we have to get to yep. coaching calls. So you and I have to be on podcasts, and we have webinars, and we just <laughs> left like twenty appointments today. For us. But here's the thing: because in essence, what they're doing is they're realizing that if small businesses fail, and yeah. this is the harsh, cold reality, America fails. Yes, because I've heard different numbers, and actually, Julie, can you Google this real quick? Because mm -hmm. I'm tired of guessing. Mm -hmm. I've heard anywhere from sixty-five to a hundred percent of all. Uh, employees work for something that's classified as a small business. So basically everyone works for a small business and most of those small businesses have at most 90 days of financial staying power. And after that, they just fail. 
And then here's, I'm going to combine this, what I'm about to tell you with another statistic. There's another statistic that once people miss their first payment, there's over a 90% chance that they never make another payment and the house is headed for default. So essentially, if you want to know what direction the market's going, you watch the first payment defaults because once that train leaves the station, you're not, it doesn't come back. Um, and the same thing happens for small businesses. Once small businesses basically uh, are out of money and they start to fail, what they use these loans for most times is basically closing up shop. They're going to be using, not very many of them are going to make it through this. There's so many businesses that were essentially operating on marginal profit or no profit or near profit. And I'm talking about real estate brokerages and not just that, but tons of other businesses. And so they're just not going to have the ability to come back. That's the reason Main Street is the main focus. This pandemic is bad enough, but the truth is, is the financial plague that's going to follow, the economic plague that's going to follow, is make will make everyone miss being at home, not you know essentially not suffering from the economic plague that's sure to follow. We are in a new economy, guys, and this is going to be a radical shift. And the quicker you make the shift, the better off you're going to be. It's not bad news because the greatest fortune in the history of humans has always been made during the greatest times of change. And I see you're ready for your... Guess what percent of small businesses make up the economy? I heard 100%. 99.7%. Okay, there you go. That includes private sector jobs. It includes home-based businesses, franchises, sole proprietors. Um, you know, that's, that's putting a lot of different types of small businesses in, but it's indeed basically 100%. So if you're basically, here's what I'm fearing, Julie, and this is, again, I'm not going to hold myself back. That was from the SBA, by the way. How many of you guys are working for brokers that aren't going to make it and you don't know it? Well, I have news for you. None of your brokers are going to make it. None of them. They're, they're not. They're not going to be able to pay their rent unless they're basically if they unless they were smart. And a month ago, they started um, negotiating on everything. They started um, doing everything they could do to radically cut back on spending on all the rest of it. Unless they did that, they're going to be out of business. And here's what I fear for you: if you have listings with them, you have closings with them, you have pendings with them, you have money with them. That money's going to be tied up in some sort of most likely a bankruptcy, and you're not going to be able to get your money back. You're just going to become essentially you'll get a percent of it if you get anything by the time um, that is settled through the courts. And that's what I fear. That happened last time. It'll happen this time. So you're going to get taken down, some of you, financially through essentially no fault of your own other than the fact that you are complacent and didn't listen to us. If there's ever been a time to seriously consider EXP Realty, it's now. And if you want to have a conversation with me about that, realtors, agents, brokers, doesn't matter, big teams, small teams, I want you to text me directly to my cell phone, 512-758-0206. And Julie, literally, I have to go to a web a, um, presentation in Iowa. So you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show probably two or three times today. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.